We'll be reading verses 1 through 6. Psalms right. 34, verses 1 through 6. Amen. Let's read. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces was not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his trouble. Amen. Bow your heads all over the building. Most Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for this congregation right now. We bind everything that would hinder, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We come against the works of darkness, O oh God. We pray that you'd elevate our minds and our hearts right now. O oh God, keep us, O oh God. Strengthen, we pray, right now. Give you a manservant, clear to your thought, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. The subject this morning is a promise of praise. A promise of praise. When we look at the word promise, it literally, literally means to announce. In the Greek, it, it is an announcement. When you look at it according to Merriam-Webster, uh, Dictionary is a declaration that one will do or refrain from something specified. So when you make a declaration to God, or when you make a declaration, it is something you intend to complete. The word is synonymous to covenant, pledge, swear, or vow. We have a tendency to forget what we promised God. and We don't like it when folks promise us things and don't deliver, but when it comes down to God, we have a tendency to overlook some things. Right now, we're in a time where there's much turmoil in the world and on our jobs and in our home. There's so much uncertainty. And we are looking for folks to uh, fulfill their pledge that they made. But, but we have a tendency to overlook what we told God that we would do if he would do. And so it's not a good situation for a child of God to be in to forget what you told God that you would do, that you would do in spite of what's going on, or you would do if he would do. So we must remember and we must begin to look at what we promised God in spite of what is going on in the world. Uh, we must understand that God 
keeps record. Uh, a lot of times we want to think uh, that we can just walk over what we have promised God that we would do, but there comes a time that God tells us, hey, it's time to pay your vow. It's time to live up to your agreement of the covenant. It's time to give your pledge. It's time for you to tell me to it's time for you to give me what you swore that you would give me if I do what I did and I did what I did now it's time for you to do what you're supposed to do and so we 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 walk through life and we we go through our troubles and we go through our struggles and we 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 overlook the things that we promise God but every morning we go, we tell God now Lord you said now we tell God now God remember what you told me five ten years ago Lord you promised. Uh, what if you got up tomorrow and God said, I want everything you promised me done today. There's no getting by. But you, you, you remember now, God's got a book that's written on all of our lives. And, you know, and, and, and sometimes we think that God is going to overlook what we promise. Uh, uh, when you look at this particular situation, this here is written by David. David had some issues in 1 Samuel, the 21st chapter. Saul was out to kill David. Uh, Saul, David was running from his life. David had to lie to protect his life. David was the same man that killed Goliath. Uh, Sometimes you forgot you're going to have some bad days even though you're having a whole lot of good days right now. And we sometimes we make our promises when things are going good. But God expects you to deliver when things are going bad. You promise in your youth. God said you promised in your youth, but I expect you to keep it in your old age. A promise is a promise. And we think that and we would like to believe that the enemy can keep us from keeping our promises. I pause there to emphasize what I'm getting ready to say. That's the biggest lie that ever came out of your mouth. You can separate us, who can stop us from fulfilling the will of God in our life? Nobody. Nothing shall stop us or separate us from doing the will 
of God. You made a promise. You told God if he would oh, can I go back, go back, go back. Remember when you got so loaded and got almost got shot and all this other, you promised God, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll serve you the balance of my day. You ain't getting ready to die. You told God that you would serve him if nobody showed up. And I don't know if you ever looked around yet, but it looked like we're getting down to nobody. <laughs> I don't know if you realize or not, it, it, it's getting down to if, if there be few to be saved. It, 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 I don't know if you realize or not, more folks are quitting than putting forth the effort to serve God. More folks have walked away in their mind and serving other folk than they are serving God right now. And can I tell you, some of you are the ones. David was faced with life and its problems and he had, God had anointed him to be king. Don't tell me nothing about your anointing. You'll walk away and you'll leave all your anointing sitting in that pew that you said you were sitting in and that God promised you and you'll walk away from every bit of it. Hallelujah to God. If we were there, we'd have had to ask David, David, why don't you feel like dancing now? David, you danced out of all your clothes. What happened to your dance? What happened to your singing? What happened to your praise? Can I tell you? It's not based on how you feel. It's based on what you said. I tell you saints we forgot everything you said is going to be tested this is a testing time for the church I pray that you pass your test I hope you make it there are no guarantees because if you haven't realized it or not this is a time right now where the whole and guess what? God is looking at your address just like he's looking at the world. Will I find faith if I come in the morning? Will I find faith if I come at noonday? Will I find faith if I come at midnight? Will I be able to find somebody that believes me? Oh my God. One writer said, whose report will you believe? Do you believe the report of the world over the report of God? 
when God say all is well, all is well. I don't care what you see in the distance. I don't care what you heard is coming upon the earth. You've got to believe what God said. All is well for the child of God. You can't let your fears become your God. You can't let your fears cause you to quit. Now, I don't know if you realize it or not, but this is the same man that ran into Goliath. Now he's running for his life. What are you running from? Remember, there was a time you was ready to fight. Now you are ready to run and God didn't tell you to run. Oh, David, what are you running from? Because life doesn't give you everything you think you deserve because now you have learned to value yourself more than the word of God. You anything to preserve your flesh, but what about your soul? Ah. Maybe the devil did find out what will a man give in exchange for his soul. Ah. You thought Joel was the only one that's going to be tested, but the enemy is trying to find out what will you give in exchange for your soul. What was the promise that you made? What did you tell God even before you knew that all that was in you? What did you promise God when you didn't know that trouble was around the corner, down the road? Before you realized you were going to be the old man or the Oh, woman, what did you promise God? I'll never leave you was the promise of God. God promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. You want the milk and the honey, but you don't want to fulfill the promise that we made God. Everybody, for, for, case in point, everybody want to go to heaven, but don't want to walk the walk and talk the talk to get there. We want God to overlook some things because we think God's going to readjust his plan because we don't want to live up to what he said we have to do in order to get there. So we're justifying walking crooked. We're justifying not fully being committed. We're justifying, let me just take my time. 
then the Bible talks about a group of people that actually ran out of time because God did not adjust the clock to wait on the people and it called the five foolish versions and there were five wise versions. I don't know if you realize it or not, the church didn't come down to the wise and the foolish and look like the foolish is leading the group. Five wise and five foolish. Five knew that they all, ten of them rather, knew they needed the Holy Ghost was a symbol of the all and they needed it fresh and they went to the one that gave and they bought and so there was no excuse. Look at the one that have run down their oil and now trying to be foolish in an hour that we're living in right now. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. Death is in the land. You act like death is overseas. Famine is in the land. You act like we're living in a land of plenty. forsaking our wickedness and we're not forsaking our evil thoughts we are continuing to make excuses for the way we live most of you in here was in Sunday school and I heard, heard, elder, heard elder break the situation of the world down this morning and you could almost hear the the urgency in his voice and you could almost hear the anxiousness that's in his spirit but he can't live for the church you gotta live for you if it's not urgent for you I come to tell you it's time for you to die like a fool die Abner it's not urgent for the majority of the people in the church right now it's not urgent because we're under the impression, we bought into the lie that God is going to continue to be merciful to a group of folk that won't even hear the pleading of the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about oh, just overstepping the preach word, but you have the Holy Ghost, and if you're not listening to the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to be saved anyhow. 
You promised that you would let them go. In the name of himself, folks. A certain group, God tell you, let them go. You let them go and go find another group just like them. The so Lord, I obeyed you, but now you did not in your heart because you went found somebody else so that you could take care of so you couldn't take, didn't have time to take care of yourself and your relationship with him. So you're busy being busy. You got a Martha spirit in the house of God. Being busy over lesser matters than you should be busy on. No wonder you can't grow. No wonder your faith can't elevate above where you need to be right now. Can you imagine, can you imagine, can you imagine being on top of the world looking down on creation? Can you imagine allowing your faith to go above your problems for 24 hours? You really don't believe what's on the earth will affect you. Can you imagine? But right now, we can't get our faith above the ceiling because we got to focus on everything that's going on down here. This is a sinner's world. The saint's world is out of this creation. You know, it's going to be amazing when we get to heaven and we find out the folks that we've sent by Sunday after Sunday didn't make it. It's going to be amazing that when we get to heaven and we're going to find out if God was called in alphabetical order and you do know we're going to remember because other than that, how are you going to get there if you can't remember? All the people that you didn't take time, that didn't take time to know what was in their hearts. All the people that tried to convince you that they were saved and their folks pulled off on them and you overlooked it and so you start watching them and you start emulating them rather than watching Jesus. The Bible tells us mark the perfect man and behold the upright. It ain't nobody perfect and upright like Jesus Christ. When all things are good, we make promises. And when things get bad, you still expect to keep the promise. When he began to, it had to be some time because when you actually look at it, David was, a, was applying sin on top of sin in the 21st chapter. And right now, saints, we don't care nothing about the sins that we commit. 
the sins of our lips. We don't care nothing about lying. And David lied. And he knew he lied. He lied with his mouth. And he lied with his actions. Pretended like he was retarded to save his skin. Let spittle drop out of his mouth to the point where is this David? The mighty warrior of Israel? No, don't get mad at the world. When they start looking at it, you, is you supposed to be saved? They need to tell us and remind us so that we can get back in the game. I'm beginning to wonder, I need to hire a few of them to come by and tell some of y'all something. We need a few knocks on our door. And say, you saved? I heard you were saved. You're supposed to be saved. You know, it's bad. You know, I, I can understand now what some of the old saints say. It's bad when the sinner can't find a place at the bar for the saints. Because saints are there. It's bad when the world can't enjoy themselves because saints out there hollering glory, hallelujah, and cursing. It's bad. It's bad. We made God a vow. Lord have mercy. Let's, let's deal with that. And do you not know on 90% of the occasions when we made our vows, God didn't ask us for nothing. God did not tell you the only way I'm going to heal you, only way I'm going to deliver you, only way I'm going to take care of you, only way I'm going to bring you out of this is you promise to serve me. He didn't ask you for nothing. Oh yeah, I'm talking to somebody this morning. He did not ask you for that. You volunteered and now you are reneging on your word. The Bible tells us our word is our bond. It's bad when you can't depend on saints. Oh, come on, can I be real? Come on, y'all. I should be getting some amen. Y'all supposed to be saints. And y'all supposed to be depending on saints. And it's bad if you the one can't nobody depend on, you tongue talker. You glory, glory, glory person. Your word don't mean a thing. No wonder ain't nobody following you. No wonder you won't even follow you not to church. You know, it's amazing that there was a time that you saw the real saint all the time. Now folks come to church, you don't see the real them. You have to look on Facebook to see the real saints. Look 
their posts. That's the real them. Look at what they post. That's the real them. Exclamation points and cursing and then the praise. Then talk about a praise break. Your lips should be used to praise God at all times. When it's going good, when it's mediocre, when it's going sour, I will bless the Lord at all times and this praise shall continually be in my mouth. And I'm looking for somebody to praise God. Then I'm asking somebody, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I'm looking for somebody that's got a praise on their lips. I'm looking for somebody that's going to pray, praise God in spite of, you know, let me, let, 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 let me do it. Let me do it. Some of you don't even have good, sincere praise. No. You wonder why God don't shake salt on it. You wonder why God won't. Don't, don't signify that he with your praise. You praising God and you're the only one that can feel it. You do your chicken strut in the house. And you think you done did something because you did your chicken strut. But if God don't accept your chicken strut, you, got, you need to realize, well, if I was the only one that felt my chicken strut, that was me praising myself. That wasn't me praising God. And a whole lot of us have got comfortable in praising ourselves so that we can look like we saved. But in our hearts, we ain't saved. You know some pointing down, so you can't say I'm pointing down. In our hearts, our heart is far from the God that we say we serve. Can I tell you, if you don't straighten this out soon, you may not have a time to straighten it out. People are dying by the hundreds. And we haven't seen the end of this yet. Saul thought he was going to be king forever. But he refused to change. He wanted to change God and change the will of God and change the word of God. So God had to get rid of Saul. But let me tell you what he did to Saul before he got rid of Saul. He took his Holy Ghost back from him, his anointing back from him, and he sent a, a, a spirit and he told him, go get it. A evil spirit. And some of us are borderline and teeter-totting between the Holy Ghost and the evil spirit. You don't get one. 
saints are getting lately? Have you noticed how mean we're getting and how mean mugging we're mugging one another? Have you noticed that lately? That's not of God. You're evil and won't repent. What about what you promised God? If you save me, Lord, if you keep me, I will serve you. Can't serve God if you don't repent. You can't serve God if you don't stop. to talk about the love of many is waxing cold. It done gotten so much colder since last year to the point now we don't even talk about how cold because if we talk about cold we got to talk about ourselves. At least be the thermostat on the wall. I feel a chilly read. It's getting chilly in here. And if you cold, everybody else in the house is cold unless something is wrong with you. Oh my God. The thing in the house is you didn't got cold yes. Are you cold? I'm cold. Can you turn up the heat a little bit? Let's turn up the heat. Saints, why are we so comfortable with the cold temperature in the spirit realm? I don't know. Coldness have become the nature of the children of God. That's a sign that we're drifting away, not coming closer to. I don't care who you are. Where's the love? You, you told God you're loving the balance of your day. Are you getting ready to die? Are you dying? Are you dead? It ain't over until you're dead. And you know what? It's so amazing. The pastor don't hear from the folks unless they think they're going to check out. And y'all better know that I'm crazy. I'm going to tell you to call me after it's over with. I'll do the last rites. You don't want to live? I can't help you die? My job is to cause you to want to live, not die, and declare the works of the Lord. I can't help you die. Robert, it'd be like you calling me, you trying to jump off a bridge and say, but Robert, when you get up so high, just do a, see if you're up high enough to do a, a backflip off it. Just, just see if you can just, I mean, just, just, just see if you can do it like them Chinese get in there where just dive in there and don't get no splash. You know what Robert should say? I can call the wrong one now. 
That's the wrong one to call when you done got in trouble. Some of y'all need to reevaluate them so-called friends. If somebody won't tell you you're wrong, you need to dump them right where they are because you're going to hell with them. I've been in church a long time. Your smile don't fool me. And I came out of the world in the 70s. And I know smiling faces tell lies. They don't tell the truth. I know beware of the pat on the back. Because it just might hold you back. <laughs> we have to be ready to go back with God when God comes. Now, listen, 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 listen. Now, it don't make much sense to me. If you don't plan on going to heaven, why come to church? You ain't got to go to hell slow. You don't have to go to hell slow. But I went to church. But did you let church get in you while you went? If you work on a job and you run into all kinds of people, they faithfully go to church, but they unfaithfully practice the word that they're supposed to be putting in their life after they leave church. And they justify themselves because they see folks in the church that ain't living with the hill of beans and say, if he makes it, surely I'll make it. But can I tell you, God ain't got no problem sending all y'all to hell. What about the promise that God will save you if you want to be saved? I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna be like a lot of folks. I done seen some stuff and heard some stuff in the church and stuff I know to be true on some so-called saints. But you can't let that stuff stop you. If they don't want to be saved, you still come and want to be saved. You still surrender your life to God. I don't know if you realize there was a group. Oh, that was a person. God looked at him after he had done his service and called him a wicked and a slowful servant. Told him to depart from me. I never knew you. Oh my God. Dude, can you imagine? The Lord looking directly at you and telling you that about yourself at the judgment seat. There's no room for change. And some of you don't realize you're running out of time. Now it could be now. And you have to wonder. And this is one of the tactics of God. God hardened Pharaoh's heart so Pharaoh could not reap 
Now you don't want to be in a situation where God hardened your heart so repentance come for a minute and it leave in the neck and you go back to doing what you were doing or worse. And we are forgetting that God is a jealous God. You thought you done ran into a jealous woman. Sister, you thought you ran into a jealous man. But you ain't seen a jealous God. Now, can you imagine you done promised a jealous man you'd be at home at 5 o'clock. You well, two minutes late. Where you been? It's hell to tell the cat. A jealous one. Who you been with? What you been doing? Come on, saints. We ain't forgot the kind of personality that belonged to the God that we say we serve. Well, you don't know me. No, you don't know God. <laughs> you think you know God. Some of us think God will buy everything we tell him. Lord, you know I wasn't feeling well. That's the reason why they come. You didn't get up and you didn't get up with the intention to come to church. You do know I know I know that, don't you? I read your heart. You laid there and you laid there and you laid there. Well, I'm late now. Running out of kingdom time just like that. Running out of kingdom time just like that. Then have nerve when you get here. Lord, save me! Lord, wait on you to get through clowning. I can see him tell the angel, write that down. Just, just write it down. I won't, because I'm, I'm sure gonna remember. Make them remember that. Lord, save me! No, you ain't got to do that kind of clown. We we forget. That God don't read so much we say, he reads the intent of our heart. The intent of our, you know, I told you a few days ago, a few weeks ago, you can fool everybody in the room but you. You can have me believe you just as nutty as a fruit. And then you get out here, go downstairs, and go in the bathroom and laugh at how you done fooled me. He think I'm crazy. But he the one crazy because I'm playing him like a $3 bill. 
Folks get pleasure out of doing that. Deceiving other folks. So, David went through all that he went through. And you have to say it was a type of backslide. He left the kingdom. He left the place that God has gained him. Lived as a renegade and an outlaw. Went to the temple and lied to the priest. Got some holy bread that it wasn't unholy for anybody but the priest to eat. Lie. Don't care nothing about what you do when you come to the house of God. If you lie out there in the street, I know you're going to lie when you get in here. You think you're going to leave the devil alone at the door? You stay right here. I'll pick you up when I get back. Gonna run right in with you, sit right down with you, and if you're not careful, you're gonna cut your eyes and roll your eyes at somebody either behind you, in front of you, on the side. And then they say something. What? Be like Steve Urkel. Did I do that? Come on, saints. But we forget. God, I promise you, regardless that what I go through, but see, you don't realize if you praise God, it'll keep the right attitude in you. You won't let your problem overly consume you. You won't let your problem change your spiritual attitude. Giving in to the way we feel other than holy. How do you know about that, Pastor? Oh, someday I want to get them told too. And someday it's you I want to get told. You can't give over to your spirit and let your spirit override the Holy Ghost. Because you promised God that if he saved you, you would be saved. You keeping God from saving you. Can, can, can I tell you? All that, some of us, some of them out there, they work so hard for the Holy Ghost. They should, they should have put a badge on themselves with a big pin and everything. Put a bow on their back. I finally got it and I ain't going to let it go. Because you worked for it. You didn't have to, but you worked for it. You wanted to work for it to let God just give you the gift. And as you worked so hard for it, why won't you work so hard to keep it? you got to keep this thing in order for it to work. Now, just in case you don't realize, the Holy Ghost he gave you down here it's the same thing you're going to have when you get to eternity. It ain't going to leave you. And if you ain't got enough for now, I know you ain't going to have enough to get out of here after the catching away of the church. 
Because it's gotta, you gotta have so much for it to change, pull you up in the, and, and change you in the middle of the air. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm gonna get some of Coco's on the door. <laughs> you don't know the struggles Coco go through. You don't know the problems Coco got. And Coco's still trying to smile. She may feel like killing somebody. And the Lord come back and Coco do that message for she get. I felt something. That's all she, that's all she gonna say on that great getting up. I felt something. Saints, this is a time to make sure you got what you got. And to make sure you're on the direction and you're going the way you want to go. Now, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I ain't going to tell you like a whole lot. But if you want to turn around, I'm going to ask you if you sure. You tell me you sure. Yeah, yeah, I got some numbers I can tell you. I can give them to them. They told you. They'll tell you. I said bye. I told them bye. Can't keep nobody that don't want to stay. And Jesus lived that thing. Told Judas, go do what you got to do quickly. He didn't try to keep it. Just go do what you're going to do quickly. If you're going to leave the church, go and leave quickly. Can you imagine? Jesus lost one. He really lost all of them. Because the book of Isaiah right. Smite the shepherd and the sheep shall scatter. They all took run. May I remind you, you ain't got no reason to run this morning. It's time to give God what you promised him. He didn't tell us it was going to be easy. You ain't seen nothing yet. You better look at what Habakkuk said. If there's no cattle in the stall and no fig on the vine, yet shall I praise the Lord. Y'all hear me? Don't bind it in a lot of these folk telling you. You might go to go to work tomorrow and they say, hey, we ain't got no money. I don't blame you because I tell them I ain't working free. You just told me you fired me. Saints, this is dangerous time, but you get on your spiritual peace and keep. You start serving God with more purpose and punch now than you ever done. You hear me? Because guess what? If he don't keep you and he don't save you, can't nobody come back to get you. 
He's giving you enough oil for your lamp and not for mine. And you will run into a trial that, I, can I tell you, when they put you in the box, I don't care how much honey them love you, ain't nobody getting in there with you. Make room for me, not me. I'll take my chances, Robert, until the next one comes. I tell you, I tell you something else, Elder. Not only bear me alive, you tell me you got COVID. I ain't coming to know you. <laughs> I'm not tempting the Lord, <laughs> and I ain't tempting myself either. I'm gonna tell you, I, I, some of my equipment is in some of them places. Market un unable to access. That's exactly what I'm gonna put on uh, in your file. Unable to access. <laughs> I'll catch you after you get out. Come on. Come on. Come on. I mean, you out here believe you're invincible. Don't lie. I don't know about you, but I read that scripture. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. Yeah. I believe I can pray for you and raise you up. I'm going to do it from the outside, Coco. And I ain't talking about just outside the window either. It's going to be outside the door. I'm going to be out there where the folks ain't got it. Let me, let, let me, let me quit. You know I'm a little bit more compassionate with that, but I ain't coming in. I'm going to leave it with you. Give God a hand for the word of God. Give God a hand for the message of God. It's time to live and not die. Sin not against God. Payday is coming. What is done is written. Don't know what your memoir going to say. But if there's anything that needs to be blotted out of it now, it's the time to get it blotted out. Lord, I need you to do some blotting. Huh? Blot out my transgression. Come on now. Come on, somebody. Amen, amen. Thank and praise God. Nobody in here off from under the ark of safety that I see. But I get Jane to dash you anyway if you want to be redashed. <laughs> get that right, Deke. Deke said, I take you down hot or cold. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. This is the day if we're going to get it right with God. The day would be the day. Anybody for prayer for any reason? Amen.